Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Fofo. Uh, it, you know, it's, uh, it's you know, at times there can be so many objectives that you're working on at any given moment as a mayor. And uh, his dedication to that job is just something to enjoy watching. Um, and, uh, you know, look forward to having him on the show. He's always pretty honest and frank about things. And I like having those kind of conversations with people. Uh, so now let's shift gears and move over to my, my friend Bill Lavers, who's the executive director for the Harrison County Development Commission. And um, I want to find out what the latest at the Development Commission is these days. But we're also going to talk a little bit more about the flood insurance issue. I've done about probably three or four shows now focused on the new uh, flood insurance rating system that's coming out that actually started with new homeowners last October and then on April the 1st, as, as people start to renew their insurance policies, their flood insurance policies, they'll start getting their new rates. And there's some really, really dire predictions for coastal Mississippi as it relates to where those where those rates are headed. Um, and we'll come back to that in just a second. But first, let me welcome Bill to uh, Coast View and say, how you doing, my friend? I'm good. Good. Sun's out. 70 degrees. Lovely coastal Mississippi day. I hope folks are listening in Chicago and are jealous. So we're good. <laughs> and then we get another cold blast this weekend. I kind of like this time of year, man. I, it's it's nice to have a little bit of cold weather with the fire and so on. And it's good, good to get a, get a reminder, too of uh, we're not in Chicago, that <laughs> we are here and we're going to, our little tropical, you know, environment's going to come back in, in between the cold fronts. And that's pretty cool. That is very cool. So how's things going in your world these days, Bill? Just, you know, same old, not enough time in the day. Um, one of the, one of the updates is Metadyne. Mark has two interns. He has Colton and I can't remember the other guy's name that's over there. And, and uh, he's also reaching out to, um, to find some more um, forgotten, it's like people with disabilities is trying to hire some of those folks. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Mark's just one of those, you know, he's one of those customers we really appreciate having for his mindset and the things that he's doing. He's gotten another big contract, so he needs more help. And there's yeah. a lot going on. I mean, we're we're a finalist. We're one of three states in the United States that's a finalist for this super cool project. Uh, that we hope we end up being. We were first to go, so I told the site consultant we're going to stay in first place until you tell us we're not. So um, she laughed and thought that was good, but I'm dead serious. So uh, it's a lot happening. Uh, we got a, one of my new, you know, we have code names for projects. Normally we have like two or three. We've got 11 right now. We just added Project Blast, which you can kind of figure out what that one is. Uh, they came in last week, and we're looking at some cool stuff with the port uh, to export some some product down into Central America. So it's just a lot, a lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, railroads rolling, um, just you know, not enough time in the day. So you know, just to remind people, you guys have um, you manage industrial parks across across Harrison County. You're in the utility business as well. 
Um, you've got a lot to say grace over, but there's probably nothing more important uh, than the economic development work that you're doing. And, you know, there, there's a lot of strategic advantages to locating. Let's just talk about Harrison County specifically because of the, because you've got the industrial seaway. And that's, that's actually a really, I mean, we've, we've had terrific conversations about it in the past, but, but our forefathers, man, they had serious vision when they created that industrial canal and made it so that the industrial park there could have access to, to, to deep water. That's a big deal, isn't it? Well, the reason I'm in the office that I'm in is we have a customer that wants to, they're here, but they want to relocate, but they want to relocate on the seaway to bring in their bulk materials because there's a competitive advantage both in buying it in bulk and also with the transportation bottlenecks right now with truck drivers and stuff. It's a, it's a better way for them to get their product. They're going to double their staff, double their investment in the community, and they're doing that because they know what's on the horizon for their business in Harrison County. Um, and they're, you know, they're a two state operator in the business that they're in, but they're really, really excited about the, the potential here. Um, and, and, you know, going back to the railroad for a second, the railroad was built for plant Watson to be built. And then it served the other customers along that way. But the big project I mentioned earlier, um, if we didn't have rail and hadn't put it back in service, we wouldn't be one of those three finalists in the United States for that project. So wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. That's you know, Fofo and I just talked about the Pops Ferry Road Bridge, and yeah. to me, that's such a that's such a frustrating conversation because here is this bridge that okay, so you have you have federal bridges, and of course you have state priorities. And then, unfortunately, since this is not uh, a state or federal bridge, it falls on the city of Biloxi to have to deal with it. And, and the toll, the, you know, the toll is obviously one of the, one of the uh, possibilities as it relates to that. But the reality is that the drawbridge needs to be fixed. It's a, it's a major problem, but it serves the, you know, I talked about it before, but it serves the industrial canal uh, for Harrison County and the economic development, and which is one of the reasons why it's going to require it to be 95 foot span once it does get built and to eliminate the drawbridge. But the onus of that falls on the city of Blackseed to figure that out. And, you know, if you look at comments, and he and I talked about this, there's not a lot of support for a toll bridge. I wish we could find another way, but it doesn't seem that there are going to be buckets of money for once all the other priorities are, are, are dealt with, there's going to be well, any money left for city projects like that bridge. Well, Have you even, been giving much thought to it? Well, even, you know, just jumping completely to the other side of the county, nothing against Fofo or Biloxi, but, you know, the county's having to put in $15 million for the interchange for Bucky's with no support from MDOT or or DOT federal and, and all the money from Washington is supposed to be for infrastructure, but there's no money for that project. So yeah. empathize. And, and, you know, there's another example. There's a $15 million improvement that has to be made at the local level that supports the whole state, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a delicate balance. Um, you know, and then, and then we're Mississippi, we're fighting against Texas and, Florida and Tennessee and everybody else that's competing for those same federal funds as well. So it's, well, you, it's up. well, you and I've talked about Bucky's before and, um, you know, no matter who I talk to in Harrison County government, you know, that's a real highlight for, that's a big headline for us to get that project. Remind people what that project's about and why it's important. It's, um, you know, it's, it'll be the only store in Mississippi, at least for a while. They'll probably put one up in North Mississippi eventually, but 
they're not going to put one in Louisiana to take some pressure off the Alabama store because if anybody's gone through there, they know how busy it is. It's a 50, well, it's actually a $64 million investment uh, that'll generate about $50 million a year in tax revenue. So their request was, we, you know, we know from the other places we've gone, like Foley, um, we've got to have an interchange that will support the traffic because there'll be 5 million people a year that hit that parking lot that otherwise wouldn't. So that's where the interchange, that was their request. That was their incentive that they wanted. And we went up to the Capitol and did legislation to create a TIF district, but there's not going to be enough money based on future revenue for that. So the county, the Board of Supervisors, in order to make that happen, they stepped up because they had to make a forward commitment in order to get Bucky's to purchase the property. And they stepped up and said, yeah, we will do that. So now we've got to work on bonds. And, and you know, Marlon Ladner and, and some of the other supervisors have, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to find out who our friends are with, with their checkbooks. And we haven't found any friends yet, but we, we haven't stopped trying. But it's just, you know, it's, that, it's, that project is not much different than Fofo's project in Biloxi. You know, there's a huge economic impact to fixing that dilapidated infrastructure. Washington's talking about infrastructure all the time, but yet there's no money allocated to do local projects like that. So yeah, it's really. Hey, for people who have not been to a Bucky's before, remind them what that is. It's a 87,000 square foot. It's the basically old version of a Walmart with 126 gas pumps and 130 of the cleanest restrooms you've ever seen. About 78 types of beef jerky, beaver nuggets, and the best pulled pork and brisket sandwiches. That's what everybody seems to talk about. So it's 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 really uh, it, people plan their road trips as to where the Bucky's is so they can stop and. It's a, it's a, it's basically a big tourist attraction, but it's a, um, it, and it's, you know, if, if you've been to everybody that's been to one gets it. Uh, the other day I was giving a speech in Long Beach to some high school kids. They were in from several counties, um, just kind of doing some jobs, job talking. And, um, I was one of the speakers and they all started kind of lulling off a little bit. And I said, hey, did anybody know about Bucky's? And they all woke up and I had some stickers and I threw them out in the crowd. And and then all those kids for the rest of the, that morning were like, are they gonna bring the, the pork sandwiches? Are they bringing brisket? Are they doing that? Yes, 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 they're bringing all that. So um, it's 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 um, it's a unique experience. And, and for those of you who haven't gotten, you can go 90 miles to Alabama. Not that I want you to do that um, and visit the store over there just to get an idea of what's coming here. So we're really excited to have them come into Mississippi. They're great people. Uh, it's a, you know, two guys that own it. It's not a big corporate deal. Um, and they're just great to work with. It's just a lot of paperwork when you're talking about taking a two lane bridge over the interstate to five lanes and extending all the uh, access roads in every direction and widening them to, to anticipate five million people hitting that intersection that aren't hitting it today. Today, the traffic counts at that intersection. This is at Kill DeLille and I-10. The traffic counts there are already higher than they are over on Highway 53 in Foley, where the uh, water park is. So that's before Bucky's comes. And so let's do, let's do this, let's do this. We'll finish the point on Bucky's and we'll talk about if you've got flood insurance and you haven't gotten this on your radar screen, you better pay attention to what we're about to talk about. We'll see you on the other side.
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have Bill Lavers with us. He's the executive director for the Harrison County Development Commission. They have multiple hats they wear. One of the most important, of course, is economic development. When we went to break, we were kind of getting an update on all the interchange changes and access changes and the costs associated with that to accommodate Bucky's, a big time uh, uh, client that they landed that's going to be over $50 million in annual uh, tax revenue for the for the county, which is going to be terrific. Okay, in a nutshell, FEMA, because of all the losses they inc- inc- uh, in, you know, had to deal with over a number of years, has, has finally almost, I would say unilaterally, decided that they're going to create a flood insurance program that is what they call actuarially sound. In other words, that the, the premiums that come in pay for what what is going out. And they've really completely reconfigured the way that they determine risk. And um, But what's interesting about the approach is it's already going into effect for a new policy owner starting in October the 1st, and it goes into effect for existing uh, uh, policyholders starting on April the 1st. Uh, they're not being very disclosing about the methodology that they're using. And for, I'll give you my, my example. We've reached out uh, to our agent and they can't give us what our rate is going to be. Um, they can't. And, and we also want to know how that rate, it, once they give it to us, how it was figured. And they have these different criteria. It's not just elevation anymore. In fact, they're not, they're not looking at that primarily anymore. They're looking at distance to water and some other, other pieces to this. What's going to happen is, they're going to they're going to decide what your target rate is going to be. Now, look. By the way, that target rate could change. It could go higher every year. So it's possible that the target rate could be a changing target over multiple years. But let's just say you pay five hundred dollars now, you might pay four thousand dollars in the newest arrangement. And the way it's going to work is they're going to go up eighteen percent a year until they reach that target number. So the cumulative effect of 18% increases every year, it will pretty quickly get you to, to a number that you're not going to like. For business owners, it's 25% a year. So they're, they're, turning, they're trying to get to the target number with business owners as quickly as possible. But if you sell your house and you're moving it to another policyholder, when that policyholder comes in, they immediately start paying the target rate. So if you're selling your house and you have flood insurance program and you don't know what the flood insurance issues are, or you're thinking about buying a house that's in a flood uh, scenario, uh, you better do. You better be asking the right questions around this. And as w- the problem is that until it hits people in the face, they don't really understand it and don't know that it's coming. But this is really this kind of silent giant about to attack coastal Mississippi. And there's a lot of energy around it. And the other thing I want to say is that if you rebuilt your home after Katrina because you had less than 50% damage and you got grandfathered in the program, well, they eliminate the grandfather. You're going to be paying full full rate from this point forward. It's not good. Um, you've been involved, Bill, in a lot of efforts with coastal communities to bring a lot of attention to this. They're not talking enough about grand about the grandfather clause, as I mentioned. But what's what's sort of what's the status of that situation? Well, I think what we're hearing at a high level is that you know the the average customer their rate's going to go down. Well, that sounds good in a talking point, but when you get hit in the head with a six by six and you go from $500 to $4,000, that's not down. So, you know, there's a lot of um, 
you know, I, I would strongly encourage, as I did last time, that you reach out to your elected officials at the federal level, you know, the Palazzo's office and Cindy Hyde-Smith and uh, Roger Wicker's office. Uh, Chris Vines is new. You know, he's got a new number, so call him. Um, he's He'll probably want to jump into this fight with us. Uh, glad to have Chris back on the coast. Um, but it's just... You know, it's one of those things, until it happens to you, nobody's really paying attention. And there's a call, I think, Thursday with the group that we joined out in New Orleans, because it's not just Mississippi, it's not just coastal Mississippi, it's Florida, it's Louisiana, it's Texas, it's anywhere that you're on water. And you can, you know, it's the Delta. Um, so there's, they're trying to get, as you pointed out earlier, more clarification and more transparency on how these things are being uh, formulated and and the cost. I mean, my neighbor down the street, she her regular insurance, not even flood insurance, went from twenty seven hundred dollars to ten thousand, and she had to shop it around and ended up paying forty seven hundred dollars. But that's not even flood insurance, and she's not on the water. So there's a lot of stuff headed our way that's just and as we talked about before with the flood insurance. If one of these changes were made, it would be pretty dramatic, but they're changing like four things simultaneously. Um, like you said earlier, I can't remember the word you used, but it's just like almost like an edict that this is what this is the way it's going to be. And they're selling it nationwide that the majority of the people's rates are going to go down. Well, that in us that hadn't, that hadn't, that hadn't hit us. So, so what's happened is the, the, the leadership focused on this today is mostly focused on disclosing sort of what's the formulas behind all this so that we can have more transparency in that. And then also just trying to slow down the, the increases in the rates. But to me, that's not enough. We, we, what I think we should be working on is a moratorium until everyone can get their head around this. As I said often, that Congress has so much noise these days, the, the thought that they can't you know, they can't focus on anything really important these days. They certainly don't have the time to get this one in their head, but they need to. The Congress really does need to enter enter, uh, enter into this discussion and debate and slow this down. And, and people like Shorty Sneed and Frank Bordeaux have, have been talking about this, you know, not since October. They've been talking about it for decades. And yes. nobody... You know, back to the, you know, what you said about the noise and, and what they really need to do. And I think Frank mentioned this not only on your show, but he was at the Gulf Coast Business Council talking about it a couple of weeks ago. You know, they need to create a, a, a fund that is sustainable, not what they're proposing in this actuarial you know, he can say it better than I can, but you, you've got to have a better plan than what they're proposing. And for all these things to be happening simultaneously now with all the other, you know, gas going crazy and bacon. I paid $17 for a normal package of bacon the other day. Right. It was good bacon, but it wasn't that good. You know, I mean, it's great. So, so if anything if anything changes in your coalition effort, please let me know. Yep. Unfortunately, we've got to go today, but we'll stay in touch with you, Bill. I appreciate the update. Thanks for keeping this on everybody's radar, Ricky. You bet. Have a great day. We'll see you later. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.